stories of innovation and success from the vibrant communities of rural Nova Scotia. This is Ignited. Hi, I'm Wade Cleveland. And I'm Amanda Langley. And this is Ignited, the podcast, the female founders edition. Amanda, thank you for being here. I am so excited. Amanda is our marketing guru. She is also a female entrepreneur herself. Tell me how your experiences have helped your ability to do this. It's been so exciting to listen to these women's stories. And I'm a big fan of Wade and the Ignited podcast. I do the social media for Ignite. So I've been involved in promoting the podcast, but to be able to sit behind the microphone and really listen to these ladies has been so inspiring. As a female entrepreneur myself, my husband and I own Super Yacht East Coast, um, a marketing and communications platform for marine tourism for the province. It's humbling and inspiring to listen to the similarities and also the differences that we all share. Well, Amanda, for this final episode of our Women's Founders series, we're chatting with Laura Muse, an entrepreneur and restaurateur well-known in the Yarmouth area. Laura has spent years involved in the local food scene here with local restaurant Rudders as owner of a beautiful restaurant called the Hatfield House and as a food blogger and influencer with her blog, Laura's Taste. Now, Laura is on not just an entrepreneurial journey, but a spiritual one, and her latest venture, Inner Oaks, reflects that. Located on the Quinnan River in a small, idyllic property, Inner Oaks offers culinary experiences, special events and private events, all with a spiritual element. Let's go way back in time. A bit of your background. You, you spent a lot of time in the restaurant business. I remember you from the days of, of Rudders. Was that your first big exposure to working in restaurants or was it before then? Or Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You know, I started out in the restaurant business as a dishwasher at Braemar Lodge. You remember that? I sure do. Yeah. At 13 years old. That was a few years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and then I worked as a waitress here and there and as a line cook at different places. You remember? Fred at the uh, Rainbow. Loved Fred. Yeah. So I worked my way up and, um, you know, I've had a, a long career in the restaurant business and um, I had my own shop too, more than yogurt in the mall. I didn't realize that was you. Yes, I started that. I was the first to bring frozen yogurt to the Maritimes. Oh, wow. I think I was around 21 or 22. In the, the mall here? Old. Yes. Okay. So we served it on a comb. We made Sundays. I sold it in takeout packs. I was always, always an entrepreneur for a long time. My dad was an entrepreneur. He was a boat builder. Do you think that uh, being an entrepreneur is kind of a, there's a mindset there? Is it something that you kind of automatically learned, or do you think you have that? You know, that's that's an excellent question. When I was growing up, I have uh, there there was eight of us: four boys, four girls. My my dad was an entrepreneur, a boat builder, a fisherman, and all seven of my siblings and none of us have gone to university yet. We have all become uh, very successful entrepreneurs. That's so and so I think our dad, our dad and mom set a wonderful example for us. So you go in from... the genes. Yeah. And I think it is kind of in the way you're brought up, but it's the way you kind of learn to look at things. I, I believe it is. And you know, what's interesting, I believe I was 12 years old. I was with my dad. We were delivering a boat to New Brunswick. And when we got there and offloaded the boat, the gentleman says to my dad, I want to I wanna order another boat. 
and he he uh, built wooden skiffs, thirteen to um, probably thirteen foot to twenty five. Mm-hmm. And I took over the conversation at the age of twelve or thirteen, oh and I said, "Oh, that's wonderful." So, what size would you like? And you know, I personally paint the boats, and what color? You know, oh color's my important. Gosh, I love it. And so, where did that come from? <laughs> I have no idea. And he looked at my dad, and he said, "Who oh, is she? Your secretary?" <laughs> That's great. Let's talk about uh, your restaurant, uh, Hatfield House. Your Hatfield House was something. It was a really remarkable restaurant. The service that you offered, and it, it always seemed to align with you. The food was wonderful, but... You were always prominent. You were, you know, the host. You were the one who... You were part of the brand. Yeah, yeah. you were. You were the brand when it comes to... Oh, my gosh. That's what they told me, Amanda. I was the brand. I I heard that over and over, but, you know... um, it, it, it started the day that I wanted to buy the house. I mean, honestly, I am spiritually guided, and that's a big part of what I do as an entrepreneur. But when I saw that house, you should have heard me. Oh, my gosh, that house is for sale. Did you know that house is for sale? I want to go see that. I mean, today, like, and I did. I got in to see that house that day on a Sunday. By Wednesday, I put an offer. By Friday, I owned it. And the rest you manifested is, it. I believe I did. And there was there was actually um, spirit guides in the house. And and uh, I'm going to be telling more about that as I go along and and come out. So yeah, running the restaurant starting from scratch. What was that like for you? Oh my gosh. Well, I have to tell you, I started blogging my Laura's Taste site twelve years. Um, it's been about twelve years that I've been doing that, or thirteen, and I started collecting ideas along the way. So I had a little black book that I carried with me in all my travels. So I opened that up, and I just created this. I just put my heart and soul into that place, and I brought all my ideas in, and. It just all, as you say, Amanda, manifested. It just unrolled. And every time I came into something difficult, it was almost like the highway. It just got cleared. Like whatever my issues were, were just gone. And how many years did you run Hatfield House? I I had it for four years. I ran it for three. It was always a three to five year project. Okay. So you had that plan in mind. Let's get to that because I didn't realize that Hatfield House came after the Laura Taste blog. So you you started putting that blog together. That blog actually became a big part of... It was almost like your business plan for yeah. Hatfield House, it sounds like. Right. Well, you know that I was at Rudder's Seafood for a full decade. We had a team there that worked together and made that very successful in its first 10 years of operation, right? Mm-hmm. And then when I retired, which was about 10 and a half years, um, I was turning 46 years old. I had just stepped down from the restaurant business and I was tired. I mean, really, really tired. And I had plans to take the coming year to relax and travel with my husband. He invited me to go to the hotels with him uh, so we could have coffee in the mornings and dinner at night. And what was that? Because I put my life into Rudders mm-hmm. for a full decade, right? Mm-hmm. So this was going to be a new chapter. It really was. And it was a happy time for both of us and necessary um, reconnection of sorts after more than a full decade of us both being busy with all these work obligations. So what could I do from the hotel room while he was at work all day? So I started to think because I'm, I wanted to be adventurous. Um, I wanted to ex- be expansive because I'm always learning and expanding. And so I thought I would teach myself how to write. And uh, I didn't realize at the time, but I believe I was being guided to write 
for what was to come down the road. Um, but I started Laura's Taste, and I started writing about food. I started writing about what I knew, and I taught myself how to write that way. Am I perfect? No. But I'm still learning and expanding. So. And was that kind of during the time when blogs were becoming popular, or was it before that? I think there was a lot of blogs out at okay. the time. Because yeah. for a while, blogs were like... Everything. They were, they were, they were the podcasts yeah. of that era. Very much so. Yeah. And you were doing a lot of it. and I was I, a lot. <laughs> and I, I have a funny story to tell you, actually. Okay, well, but yeah. I, First I, of all, I, I just want to know, why was your husband in hotels? What was he traveling oh, for? Oh, he, he, with his work, um, he, does, he, would, he would travel. Okay. And he'd be away. So often I'd be here working and he'd be gone on for work. This gave you an opportunity to go yeah, and so, see the world and you yes, know, be together and more. Then, and plus, uh, just take longer vacations and, and uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, this time away from from the workforce, for me to pursue um, a passionate interest like cooking, you know, and sharing it um, and sharing my travels as well was wonderful. It was just so uplifting and I was exactly where I needed to be, you know. I had worked hard and it was time. It was more than just about the food yes. to me. The blog was always about the travel too. Uh, there was a lot of adventures involved. A lot. And I had my little black book with me every time, and I wrote down everything that I liked. And so that's why I called my blog Laura's Taste. So what does Laura like? I know, it sounds a little self-centered, right? But really, I stand for, I, I feel that I stand for a bit of excellence. And I, I like things to be good, tasty, and look good. And it's just, you know, who I am. It's mm -hmm. part of my passion. I wanted to ask you about a term that came up when I was actually, I was looking you up on Google. Oh, the term. Yeah. Oh, and it's, yeah, it's yeah. the influencer term, the food, the food influencer. influencer. Yeah. Oh, I, I love that. That's a touchy subject, you know. Yeah. Anything well, yeah. that's attached to an influencer <laughs> is a touchy subject. Yeah. Okay. In my defense, I just want to say, I have been blogging for a long time. I have a following. A very loyal following. They stopped me in the grocery store, literally. Laura, I love your blog. I love your Facebook Laura's Taste site. Uh, you influenced me. You influenced me to buy that package of whatever it is, shrimp, or you encouraged me to make that Robbie pie, or oh my gosh, that creamed hot lobster sandwich. You know, so they told me I was an influencer. They went out and bought the, the products. They made the dishes. But here's the thing. I actually got an email on Instagram from someone I didn't know well who was a marketer. And they said, you know, you're an influencer, right? And I'm like, really? Well, I don't know. What, what's, I don't know. Anyway, I went home and I Googled it, influencer. And I read the description and I remember saying, huh. I'm an influencer. I guess I'm an influencer. I guess I am. But the truth is, I don't like to call myself that per no. se. I'm really a food adventurist. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that for some reason, there's a negative connotation with that. <laughs> and there shouldn't be. I have um, a mentor, a really good friend of mine. She's older. She's been very successful. She's our partner in um, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And she always says to me two things. You, everybody has fans. And that's okay. And know your worth. I love that. And so those two things to me really guide me. And I think it's okay to be proud that you're an influencer. I don't, I don't get the whole negative um, yeah. connotations with it. Thank you for sharing that. Know your worth. She says that to so me all the time. Important. Know your worth. Yeah. And that is not being self-centered. It's no. not. But some of those tokens or expressions come yeah. off that way. 
Yeah. Yeah. But know your worth is, that's such an important thing to know as an entrepreneur. And I think there's a maritime thing, and, and I've touched upon this with the podcast, because the podcast usually focuses on on rural as opposed to urban. Maritimers have a tendency to be at least self-deprecating, but even... And it's not humble. It's more than that. It's, it is. Yeah. They, they have a tendency to think down upon themselves. And I think that that's why influencers <laughs> around here have a negative connotation. Sometimes you're almost afraid to say, well, I'm good enough that I should be here when you don't want to say that because within the Maritimes, it's not an easy thing to say, you know, we should be blowing our own horns. Well, thank you, Wade, and for bringing that up. And to any, any one of your listeners that are listening here today, um, the know your worth is key as an entrepreneur, because when you're working within your business and you're building your business and you get um, you get 50 positive responses and you get one or two negative. And you'll, you'll think about that negative one. Right. And it brings you down. And I'm here to tell you, don't let that bring you down. It's human nature don't. to let that seep in a little bit. Yeah. But. Focus on the positive and think of how many people you are affecting. And you know, Amanda, um, I actually have a story because I got an, one email from a woman woman who ha- must be unhappy or angry or whatever it is and says, you think you're an influencer? And I thought to myself, oh, that stings, you know, but I realized it was more about her than me. And I didn't focus on that. Focus on your, your, your positives. I love that. And yeah. that's what I'm trying to do. That's what I am doing, actually. You exude positive energy, so you're doing something well. Yeah. Well, let, let's <laughs> talk tried. about that. Because yes. things that you have changed a lot in the last decade. Where does that all spring from? Good food and travel, it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe a couple cold plunges. <laughs> oh, gosh, yes. I am doing the cold plunges. I've gone every day this winter, except for the days I was away. Um, but, you know, I think about three years ago, just before COVID... I sold, had sold my restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. You and sold the Hatfield House? I sold the Hatfield House. Um, that got sold. Um, and that all just went really, really well. And my heart just kind of stayed there for a while. But I've moved on. Um, and I started doing work to show up as my authentic self. And I believe our creative dreams and, and yearnings, you know, come from a divine source. And I've learned to get in touch with the silence within myself. And really, this has led me to knowing everything that happens in this life has a purpose. And I think we must be willing to let our inner intuition guide us, which I do, and then be willing willing to follow that guidance without fear. So I'm here to tell you, fear is not our friend. It's not even real. <laughs> so I have a- awakened to that. So thank you for asking me that question. <laughs> you know, inner work triggers outer change, and I've been doing a lot of inner work. And I think that's what's showing. And I've had many people come up and say, hey, like, What's that? I want that. I want to do what you're doing. I feel like we should maybe have a podcast in the future about conquering fear. Actually. Like it's a separate one because it's a, it's a lot huge. to unpack. There. Well, that's your line. Huge. It's a lot to unpack, but it is a whole thing. And it's a real thing. Yeah. You know, I, I have trouble getting past the, the big green monster, but once you get past it, whatever it might be. That's before you have be, had your coffee, right? Well, there's that. <laughs> yeah. But, Give it a name. Yeah. It's, I admire people who are fearless and maybe, maybe everybody, maybe people think of me as fearless. But I'm not. I, I There's this time between probably 4 a.m. and 5.30 a.m. where I stare at the ceiling almost on a daily basis thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm in so much trouble because I'm so far out of my comfort zones. And I do that a lot. 
But then I just get up and do it. But I always have that moment. <laughs> Wade and I are always, we're, we're chatting the other day about how we're extroverts, but we're introverted extroverts. Yeah. So people think we're really outgoing and friendly and we can do stuff like this, but it doesn't mean that we don't get up all in our head about some yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think we're all human and I think we have our days, but the days that we have those days is when we we shift the spiritual energy and uh, we, we're, we all vibrate, we're all energy. We can shift that thought in a second. And I'm getting very good at shifting that. That's part of entrepreneurship. And wake up and start with being grateful. Just just start with being grateful. Start saying, I am this, I am that. And you want to see your frequency change. And when you're vibrating in a frequency, uh, you will attract the same people on that same plane. Okay? It's like a radio channel. Okay, Wade. It's like a radio channel. It's a radio wave. <laughs> right? You've okay. got to go to a certain Ride channel, the wave. right? Ride the wave. Right? Nobody's higher. Nobody's lower. It's just a certain channel. And when you're there... Other people on that channel come into your life. It's so, oh my gosh, I've just got the shivers right down to my feet. It's it's real. It's real. So after you sold the, the restaurant, you started yeah. to feel more of this spiritual yeah. awakening? Or... Yeah. When did this come? Yeah. Yeah. So when did that uh, become the business? Sort yeah. Of? yeah. So uh, it, it actually happened right away because I moved back to the homestead where I opened Inner Oaks, um, my next project. Honestly, thought I had retired, and um, I, I do want to share a little bit about that because, you know, I thought I had retired, but I wasn't going to retire. Like Don't spirit, feel like you're spirit wouldn't let retire. me. No, I like what is that? Right? What's calling me next? Yes, yeah. exactly. And um, but I think what happened is I started. I'll tell you what happened. I started to get silent. I started to do meditations at the river, uh, the flow of the river. I tuned into to the Mother Nature, and I had a lot of spiritual um, things happen to me. And I had a lot of downloads come in, and I'm not allowed to retire. I have to birth. Something is coming, and I have been, I'm being led to do this. So I won't be retiring anytime soon. Um, so yeah, I just started to do the work, do the work on me. I had mentors, I had coaches, I, I, things started to come in, I started to share what I was learning, and it's very, very, very deep. Um, and those that are on a spiritual path will understand what I'm saying here. And you're gonna it's have an awakening. You're going to have people that are totally not anywhere near that right. wavelength, yeah. and that's okay. And that's okay. And if I can say this, I am just now... I'm going to use the word coming out. You know, I posted a blog. Oh, Laura's Taste, bloggers.com. It's all about food. It's all about travels. Guess what my last post was? It was uh, my sole purpose. And then I share a really interesting story there. And that explains, if you read that, go there and read that. That explains my whole shift and what happened. And and I had a diagnosis of something which I don't talk about very often. And that set me on a path. And this is when I realized that when contrast comes into your life, there is a purpose for everything. And if it wasn't for that diagnosis, I wouldn't be where I am today spiritually. Right. I love that. You've been doing this as you're, bit, you're doing coaching. Well, no, I'm not actually coaching, but I'm very generous with sharing what I, what I know. And yeah. people come out of the woodwork, they're messaging me, they're emailing me, they're dropping out to Inner Oaks or letting me know they'd like to come out. We have a coffee chat. So is Laura yeah. Taste the blog now shifting or are you keeping that up 
in its own lane. Well, and see, this is what happened. So I opened, uh, so I was guided to open this new business. I grow herbs. You know, I'm a cook. I offer culinary experiences. I opened up three guest rooms. That's new this year. I'm trying to juggle two things that I've been told I need to. I'm from a marketing branding perspective. Th- those are all you. So yeah. that is a brand. I yes. think too much we think, okay, this has to stay in this lane. This has to stay in this lane. But if you own it, that yeah. is your brand. The and there's way, a way to do that. In the same way that Hatfield House became you, the two different things need to align because they're both you. You are the brand. You know, I hear that so often, Wade. I just loved, I've loved every career that I've had. I put my heart and soul in it. And I just, yeah, it became became me. It did. I think that and shows how much you put into yours. If you become the, your, the brand of whatever it is that you're selling or doing, that shows how all in you are. Right. And I, I try not to do that exactly. Like, I don't want it. I don't necessarily want to be the brand for going forward into Inner Oaks. You know, um, I'm educating people how to grow herbs how to harvest them, and how to incorporate them into tasty, tasty dishes, you know, which we all grow herbs and let them go to waste. So I want people to know, and I love Mother Earth, and I want to honor Mother Earth, and that I would share it with people. And that's my mission statement for Inner Oaks. Okay. And how long have you been doing Inner Oaks specifically? I'm starting my third year already. Year three. But the, but the stay there are new, the three rooms. Brand new, just, yeah, just getting ready. Um, I kind of finished them last year, and I did have some guests last year. So new this year is a 24-hour soul boost, and you can come out and stay overnight. But you get all your meals, and then you get to spend time with me. And we, we really, um, I do a self-assessment, and what, do you, what is it you need? Where are you in your life? Tell me about yourself, and let's do this. You know, so I work I work with the client and then they stay overnight. So this is brand new. Let's see how it unfolds. I'm being led to do it. So <laughs> it's not my idea exactly. So No, <laughs> I know, but you have spent in the last while I've been I've been following you fairly closely on social media. Sounds a bit creepy, Wade. Yeah, that is. Yeah. I don't mean not, it that I'm not way. Lie. No, no. Yeah. But you do mentor a lot of people. You may not be doing it as as a job or as as a career, but you have been very generous with your time. And there's been a lot of people who have kind of gravitated towards you and the different things that you're doing. Things like the cold dips. You've done you've done a lot, and I know you've had events here at Ignite in Yarmouth. Actually, that kind of gathered a whole bunch of people together. Yeah, and I, I really I really do come. Thank you, Wade. I I come from a space of, as a woman entrepreneur, um, I am led by my spirituality. You know, I go quiet and I listen. I listen what my intuition wants to tell me, and when I can't get quiet enough, it's just little whispers, you know. But then when I can really get quiet and centered and balanced, I actually get full lines of what I need to do. So I follow those. And they're all in order. They're like little breadcrumbs. It's hard for me to explain this, but those that are listening that have this will know exactly what I'm talking about. I've just got these little breadcrumbs. Okay, do this. Okay, do this. I think you're very in tune with with (laughs) what's going on in in your body. Unbalanced. Yeah, yeah, I think... A lot of people would just love to soak up some of that, <laughs> so that get- knowledge of how to do that because the world is busy and loud. And I had some guests come out last year and they're like, you know, Laura, when I'm on this property, I feel like it is such a soul boost. 
like, and then I heard the word, I heard it, soul boost. And you were like, check, that's what my states are going to be about. That's what we're looking for. Write that in the black book. (laughs) I jumped on it. So listen and then take action. Okay, key, because if we listen and we don't do anything about it, we just missed an opportunity. Mm -hmm. I love that. You should write a book. (laughs) <laughs> Which leads us That's to something. That's a good segue. Yeah, because, because I didn't know about this until today, but you were writing one. Yes, and I am writing a book. It's um, scheduled for release in the fall of 2023. But here's the funny thing. I have, like I said, been food blogging on Laura's Taste Facebook site for so long, and everyone would come in and they would say, you need to write a cookbook. You need to do a cookbook. I mean, I'd hear, I must have heard it a hundred times and I kept, it didn't resonate with me. Why not? I'm, I'm talking about that food wasn't the every book day. book you were supposed to write. Right? I didn't get excited. I thought, no, there's too many cookbooks out there. Like, no, I'll just share here or whatever. But then all of a sudden, this is my spiritual journey. This is what I resonate with. Do you have a title for the book? I do, but I can't tell you right now. But it, it has to do with your birthright. And your inheritance that's waiting for you, Wade, you, Amanda, you, everybody I know, we all have an inheritance. And I'm writing about that because a lot of people don't know. They have no idea. And so this is my sole purpose. I know now. It's my mission. How long have you been writing this? I started in the September of 22. So it'll be a year when it comes out. About a year. But the thing is, I'm going to get really busy at Inner Oaks. So I've got to continue writing and make time for it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm on chapter nine, and I think there's going to be 16 chapters. So. Okay. Yeah, and I'm looking for a good editor, if anybody's listening. Right. <laughs> I know a couple. <laughs> but it's going to be a fast, it's fascinating. I'm not your girl. I'm the idea girl. I am not the editor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I'd love to have a coffee with you, Amanda. I can, I can see that happening. Yeah, but thank you for asking about my book. I really appreciate that, Wade. And it's, it's another heart and soul passion that I just... It's just going to be good. You're going to love it. I Tell have... me about your process. I'm really curious sure. about how that works. I heard you say that you like to write in the morning. Yes. Okay. So for me, um, I need to be, when I write, because yes, I'm learning to be a writer. And I realize that you don't need to be, um, you just got to get it down on paper because we have editors who can fix all those <laughs> little things. And you know, I've been criticized for my spelling over the years and that's fine, but w- you have to know your worth. And you just have to put it down on paper. My process in the morning, you asked me, um, I like to write early in the morning because my frequency is higher. And um, when I go to bed at night, I I actually get my um, vibration up before I go to bed. So when I wake up, I'm in the vortex, if you know what I mean by that. I don't okay. know if you know, no. but um, I keep my vibration very high. So when I wake up in the morning, it's I'm stored. Yeah. And uh, I do a Vispassia meditation um, and it's where you go through each part of your body. You start at your head, you work your way down your face and you go right down to your feet and all the way back up again. You give attention to each part of your body until it vibrates. Okay. Okay. And you're, what you're doing is you're lifting your vibration and then you're grateful Just start. What are you grateful for? I'm grateful for another day. I just woke up and I'm so grateful for the opportunities that are going to be available to me today. What an exciting day. Thank you, Spirit. So that's how I start my day. Um, and the other thing of interest for me is I just started reading The Artist's Way. It's a book by Julie Cameron. And it's a 12-chapter, you do one chapter a week, 
and it's for creators. And I'm telling you, I'm starting chapter two this week, and I know it's going to help me in my writing as well. It's always interesting to me what somebody can grab onto that gives them that inspiration. And it can be so many different things, but mm-hmm. I'll have to look that book up. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. But uh, I love being a woman entrepreneur, and I love bringing the whole spiritual part into it. You know, blending the two, I can't work from another space. That's who I am, and I've realized that. And when you said I've changed, yeah, I've changed because I know who I am. I know my self-worth. I know I have an inheritance waiting. (laughs) I'm in it, and it's more to come for me and also you and everybody out there. Does that confidence, do you think, come from experience? And I, I hesitate to say age, but I find as I've gotten older, I've realized that I'm not the same person I was. You use your experiences kind of to to grow. And so you hit a point where you actually have more that you can share that makes makes sense to you. Absolutely. Age definitely has something to do with it, Wade. But I have met young women in their 30s and 40s who are shifting and they're expanding. And I'm so proud of them because I wish I had done that at 30 and 40 instead mm-hmm. of just work hard, put my head down. Imagine where we would be today if we did it when we were 30 and 40, right? That's true. So, And you have time for that life balance. So if you yeah. can create that at an earlier age, you can get that much further along. And that's my goal, to, to, to be like a guiding light. So, so if anybody wants to talk, you know, and help them get where they want to go, right? Everybody, it's free will. It might be good for me, but it might not be good for the next person. It's where their soul is calling them and when they're ready. I think we need to do a podcast at Inner Oaks. Yeah, that would be fun. Oh, anytime. You are welcome to come to my soul boosting <laughs> place. And, I'd love to do and that. the food's pretty amazing, too. I'll yeah, tell I you. bet you. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. One thing I would just like to say is that it did take me a long time to come out to be vis- like visual you know, with the spirituality part, because people know me as a woman entrepreneur, they know me, know me as a restauranteur, and they know me as a food blogger. Did you feel like it was a risk? Did you feel yes. like people would judge you? Yes. Yeah, so, and, and that's the thing, because it took me a while to come out. I had been criticized in the past and took it personally. Um, so I had to, it's like a suitcase. Um, I'm going to, like, I am like a suitcase where I started taking things out of my suitcase, all the heavy stuff. This goes, that goes, this goes, this goes. And I let more light come in my suitcase so I could bring in some different things. And that's what happened. And then all of a sudden, I just woke up. Mainly this fall, it was like I knew my worth. I I was confident. I knew by coming out I could get criticized because people like to be critics and, and they like to put their thoughts out there. But at the end of the day, I think a lot of people have dreams or had passions and had dreams and it got squashed for whatever reason. And then when other people come out and they shine their light, there's a little bit of who do they think they are instead of being happy for that person, do you know? So just in closing, it, it took me a while to come out because because of that. But I'm ready. I'm stepping aside from fear and I'm stepping into my to my um into my trust and my courage, and I'm surrendering to that, and let's see what what comes. Well, as women and in entrepreneurs, and this is what we say with Igniting Women in business series, we're stronger when we cheer each other on. So I think you're a great example of being fearless and not letting any critics, rumblings in the background, control what we're going to do. Thank you, Amanda. I mean, we're all human, right? We all have our days, but Mm -hmm. if we're aware of what's going on, 
we can nip it quicker, right? Yeah. Time to shine. Time to shine. To find out more about Inner Oaks Holistic Approach, visit their website, www.innerokesholisticapproach.com. You can follow them on Facebook as well. Follow the Laura Taste blog at laurastastes2011.blogspot.com. You can find it if you Google it. And on Instagram under laurastastesns. And to find out more about rural innovation and what Ignite does, check out igniteatlantic.com. We hope you like this episode and our Women's Founders series. We'd love it if you subscribed to Ignited, shared us with your friends, and gave us a good review. Check out past episodes of Ignited here and wherever you listen to podcasts. And we'd love to hear from you. Any comments or suggestions about the podcast or who you'd like to hear on it are most welcome. Our website again, igniteatlantic.com. And my email is wade at igniteatlantic.com. Amanda, thank you so much for co-hosting this. It has been an absolute ball. To we've be had a to... little bit of fun, Wade. Yeah, we've had more than a little bit of fun. And uh, I, I think you should come back and do more. I think we should. I think we will think up another series. <laughs> I you won't be it. able to get rid of me that easy. I'm Wade Cleveland. And I'm Amanda Langley. We'll talk again soon.